Welcome to Helica's third podcast. My name is Morris Harrison. I'm Managing Director of Helica Instruments. We've been in the business of treating endometriosis for 25 years. This one is to do with the numbers of sufferers and NHS costs. But first, I want to mention the media, which continually refers to women who have had endometriosis for many years and also had difficulty and expense but no success in being cured of or even getting significant relief from the disease. The media never points out that there is, for recently diagnosed sufferers, already a proven solution to the problem available. That solution is to have the disease treated early by laparoscopic examination and treatment before the endometriosis has had time to damage the internal organs in the peritoneum. If every young woman was at the first or early bout of severe pain in the abdominal area given a simple laparoscopic, that is internal examination, at first stage endometriosis found possibly at the same time as the examination itself can be cured by laparoscopic ablation, which entails destroying the ectopic cells. Currently, every year in the UK, there are estimated 50,000 new cases of young women who will begin to suffer from endometriosis. That is about 4,200 cases a month. The great majority of them are currently still prescribed a drug regime as treatment. Since there are about 44,000 GPs in the UK, each GP will probably only see one or two new young patients who will likely be diagnosed as suffering from endometriosis. And so the GP will still tend to prescribe drugs long-term as standard treatment. Because of the usual practice of long-term drug prescription as treatment, the NHS currently spends £1.2 billion every year on drugs for gynecological problems. Currently, there are approximately 38,000 women waiting on NHS hospital treatments for gynecological issues, either via surgery or laparoscopic examination, which of course includes thousands who may have long-term endometriosis. It is estimated that the cost to the national economy of all those patients with endometriosis is £8.2 billion a year. In the UK, there are an estimated one and a quarter million women, approximately between the ages of 15 and 45, currently suffering from endometriosis. Some may have eventually had a hysterectomy, that is removal of the womb, and others going through the menopause may bring a reduction in their persistent pain. In either case, though, the woman can still suffer pain as a result of past damage caused to other organs by endometriosis. Typically, drugs are prescribed for endometriosis symptoms, but they do not directly tackle what starts by being a painful condition and which persists for years. I know of no other serious disease which is subjected to years of regular drug treatment before any initial focused examination. Early treatment is essential for all diseases. 
After many years of evidence that long-term drug treatment does not cure the initial occurrence or prevent the internal spread of endometriosis, why is it there is still not a widely available recognised route of initial investigative examination of a young woman with severe abdominal pain, especially when the laparoscopic solution has already been identified? In a suspected case of endometriosis, the National Institute for Clinical Excellence, known as NICE, now recommends an initial course of drug treatment and then putting the patient's name on the list of patients in need of NHS laparoscopic examination. Those waiting lists, however, are now huge, and therefore I suggest that whenever initial drug treatment is recommended by the diagnosing GP, the young patient should also press for her laparoscopic listing and mention the current NICE recommendations. Those new cases should, at that initial stage, instead be sent to a hospital for a laparoscopic diagnosis and possibly at the same time, if required, laparoscopic treatment. That treatment is not complicated or difficult. Consultant gynaecologists are very willing to carry it out because the results are so positive and successful. The treatment may very occasionally be repeated after a few years, but the initial laparoscopic treatment relieves the pain and halts the progression of the disease. It therefore removes the immediate risk and possible future damage by endometriosis to other internal organs and allows life to continue normally. If the disease is left to progress over many years, as is currently the norm, sadly, then all that happens is the persistent taking of hormone-adjusting drugs and painkillers while the disease itself may well spread to other organs, and that leads eventually to one or more major surgical operations. Far greater use of laparoscopic treatment in the early stage of endometriosis would make substantial inroads on this huge gynecological drugs bill and allow those treated patients to join the working economy of the country. Above all, though, more widespread laparoscopic treatment would bring huge benefits to those young sufferers who can be promptly treated rather than have to go through years of pain while on the drugs treatment path. The media, far from sticking to its usual line which I described at the beginning of this podcast, needs to recognise and publicise now the life-changing benefits and more importantly the availability of laparoscopic treatment, both by the NHS and by private clinics. For early sufferers of suspected endometriosis, leaving them to face years of pain and worse infertility should be avoided at all costs. Thank you for listening to the podcast. My name has been Morris Howison, and if you want further information, please refer to our website, which is Helica Endo Support, which gives all information for patients who need treatment and for parents who want more information about their daughter's well-being. Thanks for listening.